Hello, and welcome to Awaiting Prompt, the AI podcast, hosted by me, Mason Jones. And me, Nick Short. Each week, we give an AI a series of story prompts. These could be genres, characters, plot points, and see what kind of story it comes up with. We're not writers, and we're certainly not authors. We may need to give the AI a bit of direction along the way, but every single word is going to be entirely generated by an AI. We're just really interested in the technology, seeing what it can do, and having a laugh at the stuff that it can't. So if that sounds good, then tune in every Friday to Awaiting Prompt. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Awaiting Prompt. This week, Nick and I tasked the AI with writing two stories about love. And Nick, you're up first. My name. (laughs) My name is Cupid. And I know how to make love happen. 20 years ago, my arrows were flying faster than bullets, and my aim never miss. Is this Cupid, but it's Michael Caine? I don't know. I took lovers from their lonesome state, brought partners together in a wild embrace. I spread the love that ignited souls with intoxicating flames, gentle pangs, and strong desires that could never be contained. (laughs) What is this voice? I I don't know. Shall I start again? No, it's great. But now, I'm back on the assignment, and this time, my job looks different. The arrows are no longer needed, replaced by physical strength and tactical knowledge. (laughs) Instead of drawing people closer, drawing them away from danger, an instrument of protection, my mission is to protect with a vengeance. (laughs) What? I'd learned a few key lessons during my travels over the years. Weapons know no loyalty, (laughs) and fear is my best friend. When when confronting anyone who stands in my way, a thick, impenetrable armour would be necessary to keep me from harm's way. (laughs) So I assembled a virtual arsenal of guns, ammunition, knives and grenades to prepare for the battle ahead. I'm so confused. It, it was it wasn't like a hard pivot. It was, it was a gradual was pivot, an, and suddenly, like, where the fuck are we going? <laughs> this is clearly Cupid having a bit of a bad time. I think <laughs> it's straying a bit far from it has. Valentine's Day, so I'm going to push it back by saying, write the next part of the story, but set on Valentine's Day. I, I won't give away the full prompt, but I did put helping people fall in love, right, and. I don't think a virtual arsenal of guns, ammunition, knives and grenades is going to help that. No. I went from shooting arrows at people to now just shooting Shooting people. people. (laughs) (laughs) The wind whipped around me. I've forgotten what the voice was that I did for the first part, but I think this was vaguely similar. (laughs) A reminder that it was Valentine's Day and my mission to help those in desperate need was overwhelming. I'd been hired by the local hospital to provide couples who are unable to spend their Valentine's Day together with some protection and care. Does the AI know who Cupid is? I think so. Because it said I don't need arrows anymore. 20 years ago, my arrows were flying faster than bullets. (laughs) (laughs) 
I made sure that they were escorted safely to one another and would stay together until Christmas if necessary. <laughs> but no later. But no later. New Year's is pushing your luck, mate. <laughs> Each couple was dear to my heart, as if I had handpicked them myself. After all, it was my Cupid arrow that had drawn them together all those years ago. I set off for my mission with a heavy heart and an uneasiness in my stomach, but determined to fulfil it anyway. It was time for me to rise up again and become the hero of love. Is that how it ends? That's how it currently ends. I'm going to keep pushing it towards the, the love angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put continue story with Cupid helping a couple fall in love by using his skills. I got to the rendezvous point. <laughs> And all was set. Do you think he's wearing camo? Yeah. It's camo, but it's just love hearts. <laughs> I got to the rendezvous point and all was set. Everything was in order and the couple was ready to make their way out of town and find a place to spend their Valentine's Day together. I promised them protection and that's exactly what I planned to give them. What kind of protection are we talking about here? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> We ventured out into the night, using my special set of skills to remain undetected. I provided cover fire as we escaped from the enemy, <laughs> trying to impede on our progress. With my ears perked up for any sirens or noise that would try to distract us, I took every precaution necessary to ensure we made it out safely. We worked together as a team, both relying on one another's strength when things got tough. The couple grew closer and closer as their confidence in one another grew throughout the journey. Finally, we made it to a small cabin off in the woods where they could stay safe from any trouble. After making sure the cabin was secure, I took my leave and gave them one final reminder to stay vigilant before I disappeared back into the night. Finally, the time had come to unleash my bow and arrow. I carefully aimed for the couple and shot an arrow towards them. It quickly arched across the sky, leaving a shimmering glow in its wake as it made its way to its destination. When it found its target, suddenly the couple embraced, tears of joy streaming down their cheeks. This was the power of my arrows. Love so strong that a single shot could impact the lives of two people more powerfully than a thousand words. When I heard news a few days later that their love was strong and they had started their own family, I was wow. elated that my mission had been successful. But clearly, the protection had not. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was really good. I love this character of Cupid it's created. In my mind, he's like a war vet and he never left. So, because I didn't... Yeah, exactly. Literally exactly <laughs> like that. I didn't feel that it ended it properly, so I did put write a montage of all the ways Cupid helps couples get together. As it works. The montage opens oh. with Cupid rappelling off the side of a mountain, <laughs> firing arrows through the air while holding onto the rope. On the ground, we see various Wait, couples... say again. That doesn't make sense. The montage opens with Cupid rappelling off the side of a mountain, firing arrows through the air while holding onto the rope. Ah, <laughs> he's holding onto the rope before firing ammo and plummeting to the ground. <laughs> yes. On the ground, we see various couples who've been saved by his marksmanship and courage. He takes a break to enjoy the moment before getting back to work. As he scales higher, we see more couples embracing as he connected them with his arrows. 
So is it if you're in love and you get shot by the arrow, you feel more in love? If I you're an so. enemy of the state. <laughs> The montage transitions to Cupid storming a busy city street while trying to keep two lovers safe, allowing them to... Safe from who? He keeps talking about being, <laughs> be vigilant. I think, like you said, he just hasn't left the war. There is nothing going on. Allowing them to enjoy a romantic dinner while using his skills to fight off any enemies who get in his way. <laughs> Heaps of people are running around screaming as Cupid sets off smoke bombs, lighting up the nice sky with sparks from his guns. Cupid continues on, this time heading out into a beautiful countryside, protecting couples in cars as they make their way out towards a wine tasting event at a vineyard. <laughs> he navigates an old bridge at full speed, avoiding homing rockets and dodging close calls amid the chaos of battle. With his mission accomplished, he bids farewell and hops onto a waiting bike with a special message for the couple to keep in their hearts. True love will always prevail. And then it goes back into Cupid's voice. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'd help lovers every way possible. I hosted rooftop picnics filled with starlight and beautiful music. I guided a couple on a midnight stroll that was filled with its surprises and wonder. I flew them away to exotic locales, giving them space to explore each other. I gave suggestions on how to romance each other with an assortment of flowers and gourmet chocolates. <laughs> I even constructed elaborate scavenger hunts that tested their determination and love for one another. <laughs> As Valentine's Day came and went, I continued my work. Each day I received gratitude, not just from the grateful couples I was helping, but from the entire community who'd been brought together by my mission. I was celebrated and honoured being invited to speak out at various events throughout the town. <laughs> Through it all, I made sure to stay humble, for despite my success, I had done nothing more than spread love and hope throughout the world, something we can never have too little of in these trying times. My work is far from over, and I've still got a few arrows left yet. There are many more hearts out there waiting to be unified. Wow. I like to think that he's making up all of this about the enemy and mm. when he goes and talks to the other cherubs or whatever they're called, he's there telling these stories and they're all just there like, yeah, whatever. He's Cupid. in like the, yeah, the face yeah. pain. <laughs> okay, all right, Cupid. Yeah, 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 sure, mate. Sure, mate. I am very rarely proud of the prompt, apart from the first episode of Santa Claus Die Hard yeah. and this one. Right at the beginning of a novel, where Cupid remembers helping people fall in love, but in the style of Rambo. <laughs> okay, there we All go. All I was going was figure with a bow and arrow. Nice. Yeah, that's fair. Have you got a title for it? <laughs> Lethal Protection. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. The Cupidity of Love. And Cupid's Wild Ride to Love and Safety. <laughs> <laughs> well, my story is... Not, uh, well, no, we'll save it for yeah, yeah. We'll this. I'm expecting greatness. John couldn't believe he was doing this. He'd never gone on a blind date before, and he was feeling a mix of anxiety and excitement. As he waited for his date to arrive, he fiddled nervously with his tie. Finally, the woman showed up. She was beautiful, and John felt her presence as soon as she stepped into the restaurant. Still, he was nervous about making a good first impression. 
The conversation started off pretty well as they discussed their professions and favourite pastimes, but things quickly changed when John let slip an inside joke between himself and his friends. He didn't think it was that funny, but the woman didn't seem to appreciate the humour and she gave him a look of disgust. The rest of the date went pretty downhill from there. His jokes fell flat, his attempts at making small talk ended up awkward, and he kept accidentally stumbling over his words, as I am doing now reading this story. (laughs) The tension between them was palpable, and John felt completely embarrassed by his lack of social skills. Eventually, John and the woman finished their meal in silence. The evening ended before they could pick up the tab as John rushed out of the restaurant to hide in his car. He ran off without paying. (laughs) He dined and dashed. Oh my God. He drove home in shame, feeling embarrassed and foolish. He had seen the way she looked at him when they said goodbye and he knew that he'd completely blown it. This was definitely not the first impression he'd been hoping for. Okay, so I've written, continue the story, but the next day. The next day, John was still reeling from the blind date disaster. He felt embarrassed and ashamed. Although he had gone out of his way to make a good impression, it had all gone horribly wrong. He kept replaying the evening in his mind, wishing he had handled it differently. He blamed himself for his mistakes, but at the same time, he couldn't help but feel overwhelmed with the difficulties of blind dates. John had never been on a blind date before, and he wasn't sure he would ever want to try it again. He decided to take some alone time to reflect on the experience and try to move on. Unfortunately, John soon discovered that his date had a different opinion on the matter. She had taken to sharing the story, along with her own colourful commentary, on her social media account, giving her followers a full recount of the evening's disaster. I mean, to be fair, he did dine and dash. (laughs) Okay, so... I've written, continue the story. John was horrified when he'd stumbled across the post. He had been humiliated enough in person. Now her accounts were making him into a meme. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere he went, he saw some version of his disaster date posted online. Those he didn't know him personally began to recognize him in the street. And he is often met with a barrage of laughter and mocking comments. Everywhere he went, he was a source of entertainment and embarrassment. The experience humbled John, (laughs) as it would, and made him more aware of the power of social media. (laughs) He took it as a lesson to always be mindful of the way he handled himself in the future. John eventually managed to put the blind date disaster behind him and gradually rebuilt his reputation in the community. Thankfully, he had other qualities that people appreciated in him, such as his hard work and kindness, which would eventually eclipse this embarrassing episode of his past. Aww. So there we have it. He overcomes his difficulties. That was more Uh, romance, well, that was more love-based than mine. Yeah, it was very difficult to get there, though. The AI just kept coming up with really boring stories. Mm. But I think that's thick, because with what was it, a couple of episodes ago when we did the winter theme, I had a very vague prompt and it was fine with it. Because I think if you go winter and then literally anything else, there's enough that it mm. can just run with it. I think it's the fact that you start to write a love story and it's just going gonna, gonna to write a meet-cute. It's going to write two characters yeah. fall in love. 
And no matter how many times you get it to do it or you try and rephrase it, it's just going to do the, the same, same story, yeah. just with slight differences. But none of them were particularly exciting. So I actually I asked the AI to, to write an anthology series okay. of a guy that goes on bad dates. Mm -hmm. And instead of writing the stories, it just gave me like kind of short synopsises. And the synopsis it gave me for this was Blind Date Disaster. This is a story of a man who goes on a blind date with a woman he has never seen before. I added that. He embarrasses himself on the date. And then write the story. Okay. And then it kind of wrote the first bit. And I just kept saying, continue the story the next day. And then and then finish the story. Mm. So that was that was a lot of hard work to get that story, I think. Yeah. I think it was okay. But not half as good as your story. Your story was was very, very good. Yeah, but if only my accent was as good as the story. <laughs> Or if only the story is as good as your accent. <laughs> so there you have it. Two AI stories on the theme of love. Gonna be honest, I think that it struggled, but let us know what you think. Following on from these closer-to-home stories, or as close to home as a gun-toting Cupid could be, next Friday, we're gonna try and visit Outer Worlds. Join us then. That's everything for this episode of Awaiting Prompt. If you enjoyed it, then please leave us a review. And make sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with all future episodes.